is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We will be sharing our experiences and all their ridiculous and hilarious truths. However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name, and if we do, they will be changed. That being said, let's get into today's topic. Partners. Mm. So, I have been partnering basically since I started learning how to dance. Um, The first time I started partnering was was it middle school? No, it was high school. And I pretty much throughout all the musicals that I did, I had like one set partner for the longest time. Um, Aaliyah Solar, actually. Aaliyah Solar, actually. She's a yogi and dance teacher out in Brooklyn. And um, it, she herself had way more experience than me when we first started. So she basically taught me how to partner. And then I had teachers teach me how to partner. Um, but I think it's just such an important topic to discuss because as someone that teaches partnering now in, in numerous styles, like I love teaching lifts and I do a lot of swing dance and ballroom partnering now. So many people don't know how to lift. Like so many guys just don't know how to lift correctly. Um, and it's one of those things that like I'm constantly having to reteach. So I thought this would just be a really cool topic to kind of like call some people out on, honestly. Yeah. Um, I learned how, I learned lifts, how to, how to be lifted, how to control a lift, which we'll get to in a Mm -hmm. minute, um, and about different lifts, basically from being in shows and cheerleading. I will have to say that we didn't do much of it growing up at my studio, you know, it was predominantly female. Um, there was like the nutcracker and stuff we would do, like some stuff for our end of year recital some certain things some of the guys would lift with some of the girls um I think I did have a class I did have one class when I was at Joffrey one summer that was a partnering class so I did um do a lot of lifts there and at that point I was about 15 years old um so that taught me a lot but it really was like in a lot of shows I would do musicals growing up um I was always being lifted because I was always like this small small girl who it was easy to lift me and then when I was in high school for about um two or three years I can't remember if I did cheerleading senior year I think I started to and then stopped I don't remember anyway (laughs) um because I was smaller I've always been smaller I was a flyer in cheerleading so I I was always a base because I was always tall and I actually did learn a lot about the safety of lifts and who controls a lift mm-hmm. from cheerleading Cheerleader. primarily. And it's it's weird, but um, I think it it's really important. And I think if you have people out there who are, like, also do cheerleading, you, you can do you a learn, lot Well, because Aaliyah was a cheerleader for years yeah. before she started dancing. And so that's, like, why I was so gung-ho to listen to her. Because, like, I actually have learned a lot about safety from cheerleaders. Um in just how, like, the way you prep lifts and things like that. Um, so I guess I want to start with, like, and we'll kind of sprinkle this around, but, like, some of the, like, first thing I ever teach my dancers when they start lifting. And the first thing for my bases is that you never drop my girls. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for my girls to ever hit the floor. Like, it's one of those things of you just, 
if your sole job is to lift the person off the ground, there's never any reason that they should leave the ground. Yeah. Leave the ground if it's not a safe situation from you. And from my fly, and I say girls because typically flyers are typically girls, but there have been situations so that's been different. But generally speaking, I'll say girls for flyers. But for my flyers, which are typically my girls, my first thing I go, if you don't feel comfortable, don't leave the ground. Yeah. Do whatever you got to do, don't leave the ground. But I also do a, kind of like a safety a safety check of being like, this is where he needs to grab you. Are you okay with someone touching your pelvis? Oh, yeah. You know, as you're lifting. That should always be the first thing. And then there should always be a a prep. Like, okay, you practice the prep and you have mm-hmm. actual people. And it sounds very cheerleadery because a lot of what they do in cheerleading does help when you're learning how to do lifts. Especially learning, yeah. Yeah, if you're doing a lift for a show or learning them in dance, you'll have extra people being spotters around you because that's just a safety precaution. Mm-hmm. So always until it's showtime, having those extra people as spotters. And then... You usually do like a walkthrough of the lift, no matter what type of lift it is. Like, okay, so one, two, three, you go into your prep, and then it'll be like three, two, one, this is the lift, and you don't actually do the lift, and this is in cheerleading and ballet and in any type of dance, and you basically walk through the lift on the ground, you do the full prep out, and then you walk through the lift on the ground, and if everyone's like, great, that makes sense, that feels comfortable, okay, let's try it with the extra spotters around. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just made me think about yeah. So MT, we do the exact thing, and we have lift calls in music theater, like so, oh, yeah. but, like just to run through it beforehand. And what's so funny is that I remember being in this rehearsal where, collectively, and our director went with it. Our choreographer wasn't really there, so we knew in the ensemble we were there to basically dance. And the director was like, "Oh, we'll run through some stuff, blah blah blah." We we're like, "Okay, cool," but we were like, "We don't want to do any lift today." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Mark all your lifts. And so collectively, we like, no girls leaving the ground. But we still walk the pattern for it. And oh, I just yeah. remember our stage manager being like, y'all are so serious. And no one's actually leaving the ground. And we're like, this walking through of the pattern is something you actually do. So, of yeah. course, I'm going to take this. I'm still going to grab her in the exact same spot as we walk in a circle. Instead most, of carrying her in a circle. Well, that's what I was going to say. So, it's most, just, it was just uh, hilarious. Most shows, musical theater shows, even like plays, dramas, depending on mm-hmm. um, what it is, you'll do, like, how you have a fight call in a show, always, like, 30 minutes before the show, yep. or, like, whatever it is, 20, 15 minutes, you'll do a fight call where you walk through the fight. If there is a, depending on the, on the degree of the, of how professional the theatrical production is, like, if it's a Broadway. And how many lifts you right, have. Right. If, if it's a Broadway show, they might literally only walk through certain complicated lifts. If it's just, like, a deadlift, they're not going to walk through it. They trust yeah. you. If it's, like, a community theater production, they're going to walk through every lift. But oh, yeah. even, my point being, even Broadway shows, just like they have a fight call, you also do a, um, you also do usually any complicated lifts, you'll do a lift call. I mean, I did that. And in productions, every production I've choreographed with kids through teenagers through Mm -hmm. adults, anything complicated, I've always wanted to do a lift call because it just makes the people feel like, great, there's not going to be a hitch then when we go to perform. Well, for me, because like I said, I'm tall and I'm not even that tall, but people perceive me to be taller than I am. And especially when I start lifting someone above my head, I appear very tall. So almost every musical I've ever been, I myself have had five lifts like four to five lifts per musical myself. So I almost always end up in lift calls where it's one of those things of like, we just do, and they're not all complicated lifts, but 
for dancers, I know a lot of times it's just a body check in. Like, yeah, it really is. Because it's really one of those is. things of like, some, like, sometimes I remember doing a lift call with one of the ladies and she was just like, yeah, we did it one time. She goes, ooh, my back is not warm enough to do this lift. Yeah. Because it's just a basic, no, it was a guy for this one. He's a basic flip over. We go back to back. I bend down and flip him over my, over my head. He was like, yeah, my back isn't warm enough for this. And I was like, oh, did I hurt you? He goes, no, it's not you. This just means I need to go warm up. He's like, do you mind if after, you know, we'll get through the call, but like, I'm going to go warm up and then can we run it again backstage if there's time? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Because you're not warm. Or, you know, it's one of those things of literally I was lifting a friend of mine for a show and she goes, I don't have on the proper underwear. Mm -hmm. We can't do this. I'll be right back. You know, Mm -hmm. just it's a check in with your body and your mind to know what's going on. Because again, and in particular, even with Broadway shows, like I said, you can be on run 172 of a show and today is off. Today you yep. feel bloated. And it could not even be physical thing. Mentally, you could feel bloated. Mentally, I constantly go through that with a lot of my younger girls who are experiencing ladies time for the first time to where their bodies are, or even my guys, your body's going haywire on you. And you're like, I don't know what's going on with my body. Please don't touch me. You know, that's one of those things. So I definitely think it is, it's important to check in with your body and to check in with everyone when you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of segues me into like the another huge important thing for me, communication. So, best way I can explain it is the cheerleading way that it was explained to me. You're literally sticking your hand up someone's butt as they fly in the air. If you can't tell them that this is not working, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with you because literally your your fingers up their butt as they're in the air. You know, your palm in someone's butt in the air. You can tell them that this lift is not working, or that you're not supporting them enough, or that you need her to shift her weight this way. Communication is key. Like, I just, you, there's no, like, I remember, I know the issue that I am often stronger than I, than I realize a lot of the times. And a lot of dancers are smaller builds than me, particularly girls. And so I'm always very delicate that first time we're running through a lift. And then the minute they're comfortable with me, I always have a moment, can I lift you stronger? Is usually what I say. And I remember um, a friend of mine, Lydia, fabulous dancer. She was like, it's a lift where she basically does a cartwheel to her to her knee, down to her knee, and then I pick her up from there mm. and flip her over my back. And she's cautious, you know, worried about her knee, and so I would do it very delicately. And then there was a moment I was like, yeah, I can basically throw you over my shoulder. Can I do that? Does that work for you? And she was like, yeah, that would make getting up off the ground so much easier if you pulled harder. Flung her easier, yeah. but it was a conversation between her and I of being like, are you comfortable with this? Does this work for you? Does this not work for you? Yeah, that's that's a big deal. And also realizing, like, um, the woman or the flyer, you know, doesn't have to be a woman. Typically, it's usually a woman, um, is the one doing 90% or 85% of the work. Oh, completely. So what a lot <laughs> of what a lot of guys or um bases, if you if they're not a guy, will not understand, and I have a story about this in a minute, is that you're actually not doing anything. You need to be the secure, strong person. You need to know exactly mm-hmm. where to hold them mm-hmm. and you need to understand to move with them when they lift. But anything intricate within the lift the woman or the flyer is controlling and you have to let them control it. Otherwise that's when injuries happen. And I had, um, when I was in high school, I was in a production of Oliver at a regional theater 
And in one of the scenes, I was supposed to be lifted in one of the dance breaks. And so we go to do it. And at the time, I was a junior. I was like 16 or 17. And I was partnered with this guy who um, was around my age. He was about a year older. And we knew each other. We were friends. We definitely were like, you know, 17 years old and like flirting and all of that. So when we went to do the lift, which was a straight up deadlift, like, I'm in front, I was in front of the guy, he was behind me, it was supposed to be like hands on my waist, plie, up, down. And then I did like a hand thing, I did like my arms went, my arms went through port de bras and I was down, right? NBD, so easy, like not a big deal for me. I grew up in ballet, I had already had my partner class at Joffrey, mm-hmm. I had already been in other shows where I'd been lifted, I knew exactly what needed to happen. And I was cheerleading at the time too, so I definitely knew it was need- what needed to happen. And he was too afraid to hold me, which should have been right above my hip bones, in between my actual waistline and my hips. He should have been holding that kind of, like, meaty-ish part. And the best way I can explain it, you don't grab the squishy. This is yeah. what I have to say. You it's don't grab the squishy. It's basically, like, on top of your hip bone. So, like, yes. not on um, the hips. Like but not just above, slightly but like above. Just slightly above the hip bone should be where you're grabbing the girl or the flyer and he was too afraid to have his hands that low and so he grabbed my ribs up higher on my ribs and at the time it was fine and nothing hurt and a couple like days later I was having trouble breathing and I had to go to the doctor and lo and behold I had bruised ribs because he squeezed Mm -hmm. too hard and like we had to go tell the director and choreographer at the show and it was so embarrassing too like being a teenager and being like oh my god this boy like bruised my ribs and we like each other but it was like for a show like it was so embarrassing (laughs) but my point being that that wouldn't have happened if he just, and I understand we were so young, but if he would have just been like, hey, Danielle, like, where am I supposed to grab you? Like, I'm unsure. Or like, are you okay with this? Is this what I, where I'm supposed to touch you? Never, I never would have had my ribs bruised. Well, and it's one of those things that like, so when I teach lifts now to, because I have like one, yeah, I got one back flip in my, I went easy on lifts this semester because I did a lot last semester, that I, and again, I'm teaching, this is my first period, so this is ninth and 10th graders. And they're all, like, I, it's typically, my girls are always fine. It's always my boys being like, ah, that, like, you want me to touch her there? I'm so close to her there. And I go, here's the thing about it. Usually girls are like, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm being lifted. You're going to touch me in weird places. Like, let's get the show on the road. And, right. And it's always like, uh, but literally this one guy, and he was like, but to grab her there. So we're doing this lift where two guys are standing on either side. The girl is in between them and they grab uh, her back and the back, the across her shoulder blades and the back of her knee, really, knee, thigh, mm-hmm. and flip her over. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're grabbing the back of her knee is what I was thinking. But one of the guys, he's like, you want, like, that's that's her thigh. I can't grab a lady's thigh. Like, I have to reach on the inside of her thigh to do that. And, like, he is going on in this 20-minute ramble. And the girl's like, I don't even find you attractive. So I would not be bothered even like, right. Just do the lift. This is taking too long. And so it's one of those things of like, I, and I do it. Cause I do, as I'm teaching my check-in, are you, I, matter of fact, today, one of my girls was not feeling good at all. And so she walked in and she goes, no, and sat down. Cool. She's not lifting today. Alternate. You're lifting today. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things of like, you have to constantly check in with both your guys and girls so flyer, separately so, together yeah. with each other it's so important no matter no matter what the age because as oh, you yeah. get older then yeah it turns into like headspace and injuries and stuff yes. like that and um 
I just think it's so, so, so important. And also just, like, letting the person who knows what they're doing be in control. Like, I remember in college, I was um, in this musical theater repertory class, and we were doing a performance, and the professor had me doing a lift with this guy, and I was a dance major, and he um, was a theater major, and he was like, got it, got it, like, I know what I'm doing, and it was a kind of complicated lift, and I was like, so this is actually what needs to happen, I was like, I'm pretty much going to control the whole thing, I just need you to plie with me, and I need Mm -hmm. you to, like, swing me up, and he was like, I got it, I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm doing, and he almost dropped me a bunch of times, because he wouldn't just let me control the lift, and it's like, let the woman, let the flyer control the lift. Check in with your partner. Don't be like, I got it, I got it. It's not a problem. Because without that check-in, you can really, really get hurt. And it, and it's typically the flyer. Because the thing that I, will, I constantly have to explain as I'm teaching these is that, like, the reason why they need to control the flyer or the female needs to control it is because there will become a point where they are just a moving object. Where they're, they will have no control over where they go. Yeah. So they've got to be able to set it up perfectly because at some point, and I've seen accidents happen because they miscommunications or something was not aligned first and momentum takes over. And so once the girl picks up X amount of speed, that momentum's going to travel. So if you mm-hmm. align her the wrong way, she's going to keep going and she will pull you with her if you're not prepared for it. Like um, planting on the feet is something that generationally that I it's only something I've seen in the last three to four years honestly with this newer generation where the guys or not even my guys some of my girls have done less bases don't plant their feet like they don't they don't stand in a sturdy position yeah and they just kind of like easily are like kind of flop all over the place and it's like your feet can't move or why are your feet moving yeah or and um, you can't you can't... or lifting wrong uh sorry when I say lifting mm-hmm. wrong you don't lift with your back like no. trying like explaining that concept of not lifting with your back which is why i believe in prep lifts like the deadlift that danielle was talking about where you just go straight up down yeah i use that to teach not to lift with your back to lift yeah with your it's knees. all your thighs it's it's squats it's squats it's squats yes like i use that to teach that concept because it's it's and i don't know why this generation just doesn't well, understand that concept that you also you can't have <laughs> the artistry of being able to seamlessly go into a lift without looking like it's being prepped unless you've done the work of prepping it. And if you've literally built upon that skill. So when you first started lifting, you literally had to stand there and prep. And if you're not working on that skill as a dancer, as a performer, and you're not continuously to build upon Mm -hmm. it, you can't just expect yourself to be like, oh, I got it, I'm going to, like, turn, and then I'm going to catch her and lift her, because you haven't done the beginning work. You haven't done the research and the prep work for it. it's one of those things of, like, when you have the same partner over the course of multiple years or multiple shows or things like that, it makes a difference. Like, it's why me and Aaliyah were so comfortable. Or, like, there are several people that I've done so many lifts with that I am super comfortable doing lifts with them. And they trust me. Like, they know, like they generally know that I do not like dropping a girl. Like, I've never dropped... They've never hit the ground. Yeah. I have slipped, but I have caught them. But they've never hit the ground. So, like, I have friends that are like, oh, I will partner with you any day of the week. Because yeah. I know you're never going to drop me. And that kind of understanding of each other and each other's body makes a total difference because it's one of those things of like it's again partnering is a skill because trying to explain to flyers that you can't clench your muscles you've got to be relaxed or Mm -hmm. you become 20 times heavier in the middle of the year 
that's something that the flyer purely has to control. The base has no control over that. But it's something that when you work with someone over an extended period, they learn that understanding, that kind of passage and carriage that yeah. goes with it, that matters. And say safety comes first because a friend of mine, surprisingly, I didn't even think about this. He was telling me this story yesterday. He was doing uh, Smokey Joe's Cafe um, and he was doing this beautiful lift with uh, his female partner, but they were in silhouette for the dance. So there was not enough light mm-hmm. for him to catch her as she leaps into his arms. So there were several almost, she never failed, but there were several almost. And the one time they landed it, it was absolutely beautiful. And then they were like, we can never do this again. Cause it's just not safe. Yeah. And in the run of the show where costumes are changing and, uh, thought processes she's like nope never doing it again so they end up changing it for safety issues same and i mentioned it there costumes also can play a major part in what lifts are done or how well oh, the lift yeah. is done i was i was in a show where i literally we got our costumes and i told the costume designer and the director i was like i am trying not to be a bitch because that is something like the last thing i would want to do right but i'm telling but... you right now if i go into this cartwheel into a lift into a split i'm going to rip the inseams of the arms. And they're like, what? No, it'll be fine. Just do it. And lo and hold, we did a run and I ripped the entire costume. No, this is, but that's a music theater. Costume designers will probably hate me for this. Yeah. But a dancer rule that happens a lot in music theater, kind of concert dance too. If you feel like the costume is going to rip, go full out in rehearsal, let it rip. Yeah. So you can tell them. Because I've had that happen where it's like, they always like, this is what you should wearing is period. Because they love sticking guys in suits. And we have to go, these suit pants are not flexible enough for us to kick to our nose and splits and turns and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So straight up, I've done it before. Where it's like, well, okay. Cartwheel, split, rip, my pants rip. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Don't know. Weird, weird how I got another dress the next day at rehearsal that I was able to dance Or in. even, like, um, certain, I don't, oh, it's, like, satin and, like, there's another material that, like, I, I'm not so much, I think, years of lifting has actually stopped me. I used to be a palm sweater where I had, used to be terribly, terribly sweaty palms. So certain sweaty palms with certain dance material would just be, like, butter in my hands. So I remember one dress... And it was, it was probably like the basic fish lift that happens in ballet all the time. Min and I grabbed her, my arm slipped. And like, I had to like bear hug mm-hmm. to not have her face plant into the floor just because my the, the fabric in my, and my hands were too slippery. And I wouldn't even put that on the, us as the dancers. I will slightly on me for having sweaty hands and not speaking up. Also as choreographers, as a choreographer, I will say this. This is why I think it's important for choreographers to have been dancers at some point in their career. I think we've slightly talked about this yeah, on the show. Yeah, I think, I think but it would there be... But there are some. I there think are it some. would be weird if someone was like, oh, I've never danced before, but I want to choreograph. I understand. I've met some. I understand. And you know one. Yep. We'll talk I'm about sure that later. But, but there well, are... I mean, my thing is, like, I understand people who have who have an, an artistic vision and can see something in their head, but then you oh, yeah. need to work with someone who is a legitimate dancer, choreographer, and, like, explain it to them. 
Oh, yeah. And have them be able to execute it. Because if you just do that without someone, like, actually being trained in it, know what's going on, it's not going to be safe or happen. Safe or happen is one. Or, like, um, there's a particular lift where you... I call it a Superman. I don't know the classical term for it. But the flyer lays on their belly and they are grabbed by their ankle and their ankle and their wrist and they are spun around as oh, a Oh, yeah, fly. it's like the 70s. It was very popular in, like, yeah. 70s roller so, disco. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. I just call it Superman, because I typically have I that arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. arm, the other arm that's free, stick for it. And the base is lift. The base is not really lifting. The base is spinning, and that creates a lift, like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. One of my favorite lifts to always do with kids that are learning and that can do it, because it's, like, a fun kind of thing they yeah. enjoy. I taught this lift for the first time with some middle school kids, and I, I put them through the ringer. Like, before I ever let them leave the ground, what's the safety feature for the base? And for the base, is like, pull the dancers towards your feet. Momentum will kill the, the, you know, it kills the momentum. They stop spinning. For the flyer, how do you stop that? You put your foot down. That's going to force you to go down, and then you tuck and roll. I went through weeks of drilling them through mm-hmm. this before I ever let them fly. And they got to the point where they were able to roller coaster it, which is a lot scary for the flyer because a flyer feels like they're going to hit the ground and then fly up. They're in perfect control of it because it's literally the flyer that's waving their body. Yeah. Weeks of prepping this for this. And one of the other dance troops saw it during the run-through during the day. And so they tried to put it into their dance. Mm, no. But instead of going wrist, it's hand to wrist, and you collapse wrist. Yeah. Which prevents sweaty hands. You lock onto that person's hand. It's like the very basic. It's the yes. way that you really should be prepping anything. Yes. The choreographer was like, oh, it's cute. We can do that, too. I have a guy strong enough to do it and a girl small enough to fly. They locked hand in hand. And the second I saw it, my kid's response was, they're stealing our move. My response is, someone's about to get hurt. Yeah. Second dress rehearsal, I go running towards the stage the minute I see it. And I said, y'all go get help. And they were like, what are you doing? And the second I said that, the girl slipped out of her hands and she went sliding across the floor. Because they just went hand to hand. They went hand to hand. So it's one of those things of, I have been in that position learning that, that I know, I know when something's about to go bad, because again, I've done enough shows, I know when stuff's about to hit the fan. You need that eyesight as a choreographer, as a, as a choreographer that wants dance to know when certain things are just not right. Or when something's off. Yeah. It's also why if you um, are not trained in lifts and partner work, if you didn't grow up or take courses or do mm-hmm. lifts or partner work in shows or anything. And again, like I said, I didn't have, like, I didn't take extensive training. I had one class at Joffrey one summer in partner work, which didn't even have a lot of lifts. It was more just partner work. And then I had... We're going to talk about that in a second. Maybe yeah. Later. And then I had, you know, basically just training from being in musicals and cheerleading Mm -hmm. and being able to put those two together. So it's not that I have this crazy extensive, I've done all these workshops training, but if you show up to a rehearsal and a choreographer's like, I've never done lifts before, but this is what I want to see. If they cannot walk you through it and show you how to do it as the best they can, that is not a good sign. Now, again, I go back to, If they have the artistic vision and they have an assistant who can help to pull it off and walk you through it, then you're probably good to go. And that's that's something like that doesn't happen. A lot of times when I get picked by choreographers, they ask, You're tall, have you looked before? And I go, I have an extensive knowledge of lifts. 
So typically they'll be like, well, what if we do this? And I will immediately be like, that's not safe. Or like the set won't allow for that. Or, you know, a plethora of other things I'll kind of chime in and let pe- and speak up about. Yeah. Um, because like I said, I have, I've taken two or three classes, like master classes and workshops on how to lift partner work and lifts in particular. But I, and again, I've done numerous amounts of them. So it's kind of like set this groundwork for me. But where I'm honestly my weakest set, and I to this day still don't like doing, I don't like partner, I don't like doing partner work when uh, my partner is in point shoes. Now, I still believe ballet is be- the most yeah. beautiful when the females are in point shoes or the partners in point shoes. I don't like the shifting of weight, and I always feel like I throw my partner off their weight. It's, it's so hard. in point yeah. shoes, the minute they're like, you're partnering with someone in point, I'm like, no, it's I'm hard. not. And again, the, the, class, the class I took at Joffrey, I was 15. When I was at Joffrey this summer, and it was beginning partner work, and it was it was beginning partner work. It was barely any lifts. It was more so like turning with a partner. Yeah. Or the yep. biggest thing we did was like Ooh. a tombe padraglie sad jeté with the guy, kind of like helping to on your waist to help you get your jeté even higher. Yeah, I can do that. Spend. Why don't you then have points? And I also <laughs> did that. I also did that in like high school when I was high in, school or probably college. That's when I was in like the nutcracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It was a lot of that. I'll be honest. It wasn't some advanced class. Again, I was 15 years old. I was a freshman in high school. That's the class I took, you know? Mm -hmm. But it is hard. It's funny you bring that up because I'm actually working on weight change with my um, first and second graders this week and next week. Because I realized, side note, I don't usually teach weight change. And I was like, uh, weight weight changing and weight Mm -hmm. shifting. And I was like, I usually just go into like, we talk through a lot of balancing, mm-hmm. but I don't usually truly teach what a weight change is because they're so young and, you know, I'll be honest, we don't have a lot of time. I see them once a week, 45 minutes. Yeah. I got to get shit done. Yep. But, you know, I was, I have this assistant teacher now and she was like, this is what we, you know, what have you ever thought of this? Like, I see that you've started to go down this road. And I was like, wow, that makes so much more sense because now they're truly understanding where their body should be. So when we go to do passes and pirouette turns, it's going to be so much easier because they're not going to, they're going to understand, okay, I need to actually be over on one leg. So I teach it, the only, PSA, I start teaching it in my stretching. So, so PSA. Balance on one foot. Yeah. Teach weight changing. I don't do it a lot. Again. Same. I and teach, it's only rarely that I've started adding it because it's one of those things of just like, oh, trying to explain that it's harder if I don't teach you this first. And it's more, and it's, it's, it's it should be a way longer lesson than I have time to do. Always. I really only have time for about <laughs> two weeks before time. we got to get moving and grooving and learning our shows. So it's hard in the, in the setting that we're in. But I do have to say, having done it today in my first and second grade classes, like the kids took to it really well. Mm-hmm. And it really did seem to be to work. So I recommend it. But it is true. It, it's hard. It's very hard in ballet. But So not only are you always on one leg and turning, but then you add in point shoes, nope. which you have to be at a very certain spot on that box. Absolutely not. It's not the it easiest thing. Me. Yeah. It absolutely terrifies yeah. me to have someone on their box. Cause that's also my biggest pet peeve with so many people are not on their box in general. So the idea of partnering with someone and knowing that I'm knocking them off their box, it's not a thing. Um, it's just, it's just not. 
for me. So, I, but again, I also have very little training in that particular. Like I can count on one hand the amount of girls I partner with in point shoes. So I'm not, again, if I'm put in that situation, I'm going to immediately be like, I don't have a lot of experience doing this. Like you, I can throw her in the air as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. As long as she got the point shoes on, I don't want to touch her because I don't want to, I don't want to offset her balance and have her off her box because of something that I have did. Um, which yeah. is, again, it's just something, it's also just, it goes back to communication. It's definitely one of those things you have to think about because when you're partnering with someone, even just like basic, like ballroom turning, turning and waltz, yeah, no one, it's... no feet leave the ground. You got to have that understanding of like, I'm leading this part. You're leading it's this a part. Lot, it's, yeah. a give, it's a give and take. It's a lot of trust. And I have to say too, if you are putting lifts into something there, especially if it's a, if it's a dance piece, there should be an entire rehearsal or at least like a chunk, AKA an hour to two hours yeah. spent on truly breaking down all of the lifts that you're gonna that are gonna be in the piece, breaking down mm-hmm. all the lifts, walking through them, you know, prepping them, all of that, and practicing in them, and then you're able to be like, okay, now we're gonna put it into, you know, into the dance. I do think that that is a way to create a really safe space mm-hmm. of everyone learning the lifts they need to learn, getting lots and lots of time to practice them, and move on. And it is exhausting. It's gonna be one of the most exhausting rehearsals I, you have for oh both yeah. for oh both yeah. parties. It's exhausting, but. Like, Tony, I think it was last summer, I think I did, I danced in a project for you. Was it last summer? Two Let's summers ago? say yes. I don't remember. Two summers ago. No, it was two summers ago. Was it? It's two summers ago. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I didn't do anything last summer. Well, <laughs> Super lazy last summer. Regardless. So two summers ago. Um. Oh, yes, I think you're right. Um. Tony had a piece that he was doing, a dance for camera piece, and I got to dance in it, and it was lovely. Um. But he, there was a lot of lifts in it that were awesome. But we spent a chunk, an entire chunk oh, of one rehearsal, yeah. just oh, yeah. just breaking down lifts and doing the lifts and being like, "Hey, does this work? Does this not work? Let's try this." And it ended up being so good because then we could come in and be like, "Oh, great! Now we're comfortable with each other. Now we know what we're doing. So let's put it all together." And well, that's always how I typically teach. Even now, I spent. So many days in February hating myself because it's all lift day. Like we would come in, run this lift. So, and then once we were like, okay, we're done with lifts, I would go teach choreography. Yeah, y'all remember that lift? It's in now. Right. And they would be like, okay, great. Yeah, we understand. You know, even like today with the alternates in, we ran the lift like I think two times. And they was like, oh, that's it? I was like, yeah, we've drilled this enough that you know it. It's in your body. You understand it. So, like, I don't need to go through it a billion times now. It's just a refresher. Like, remember the rules. Why are your feet, why are your feet not planted? You yeah. know, like, I can go in and kind of dig at those little moments there. But, yeah, that's, like, I think that, like, a huge lifts, thing for me. Lifts are so cool. I love doing lifts. I loved doing them when I was dancing and in cheerleading and performing. Right. I love choreographing them and putting them into pieces. And when they're done correctly, they look freaking mm-hmm. awesome. But you really, really do need people who know what they're doing. Um, and again, I'm not saying like, oh, I have all this training and you need to too. But you just need like people who have done it before and you trust. Or you definitely do. Because I think something that I constantly run into is that I, you need to know both sides of the partnering ring. So I have been in productions where I have, li- like I said, I have lived with both guys and girls. I have lived both tall, short you know, the gamut of body types and I am comfortable doing so. But you kind of, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I have one of like 
matching with heights kind of matters because of balancing of weight. Not to say that someone's not stronger or weaker. Mm-hmm. I have one of my boys in my class now who is not very tall. He might not even be like, he might be like 5'4", five, 5'2", five, short little fella. Mm-hmm. Incredibly strong. He could probably lift me at six feet tall. He actually wanted to try at the basic lift. It's a uh, baby cradle and swinging around to your side and then swing back to baby cradle. Yeah. Basic swing dance yeah, lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use it all the so time. Fun. Another, you know, basic fun one. One of the guys, all the guys in this, we had just gotten through the basic deadlift. So we were like trying new stuff. I was like, try this for me. See where you land. And all the guys were trying it. And he was like, I want to try it. The boys at me were like, oh no. Started like laughing and funny. He's like, he can't do it. He can't do it. And I'm like, no, he probably can. And one of the girls, she was like, I'll let him try. And I said, well, I'm going to stand here just in case weight gets disbalanced. And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, honestly, you're just taller than him. So your weight might shift. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, and in the end, this girl is a very petite girl. She's not a big girl, you know, but I just was like, you're not going to be heavy, but your weight, you're taller than him. So your weight might shift on him. Yeah. He did that lift with no problems, but when the swing around to bring her back to baby cradle, she kind of went too far because her legs are just longer than his, you know, his. So it was one of those moments where I kind of had to check in and be like, everyone good? And she was like, yeah, but I, I think the height difference doesn't work. And the height difference is a really big deal. Like, yeah. you could have a woman, like, unfortunately, like, the cheerleading rules apply in dance and musical theater with, with lifts. Yep. If you're base type person is not is shorter than your flyer type person it's not going to wait because the it's not going to work because the weight is disproportioned and yes. so it's getting shifted in areas that are not going to work and it's unfortunate if you can't get someone that matches up height wise but that it's very true it's yeah it's just kind of just a reality and something another point i kind of want to bring up as we're discussing distribution of weight I feel like this should be goes without being said, but I'm going to say it because I'm sure there are those out there that don't realize it. We are teaching young dance when you are teaching really dancers of any age, but particular young dancers never allow the word fat to be thrown around no. when you are using flyers. No. Because it's not it like it has yeah, honestly it has nothing to do with it in some regards. Yes, like yes, flyers are usually smaller, thinner, petiter. But I've met girls who like grew up doing yep. cheerleading and competition dance who were constantly being lifted that were more stocky and having. Honestly, it's more of a height thing. Exactly above anything. But I just I like I. It's one of those things of like you have to be very particular. What, what what words you use because your kids are watching you. You also have to be very particular about what that what you allow the basis to say or reasons why you don't pick a child for flying or lifting. You kind of need to speak up and let them know why. But you got to be careful about the words that you use. So yeah, I will never say fat. I will no. always say love is like it's about your weight or something that I for me because I'm lucky enough that I am a bigger guy. Um, where I, like I said, I'm six feet. I can, I'm taller than most of my students. Um, my high school students at that. I will do the lift with them first. So even if someone is particularly bigger than what a normal flyer would assume to be, I will do the lift with them and be like, see, you understand, you can experience what it's like, Mm -hmm. even though you want to do it for the show, you want to do it for the piece. 
Um, that's also kind of another safety measure, even for the person that's going to fly for the show. They do it with me, and then I have them do it with the guy that they're oh, going to do it for the show. And then they go, oh, he's not grabbing me the same way. And I go, okay, yeah. let's fix it's that. Even you know? so great. It's, it's even great if you have the means a, a partner yeah to to like have a partner so like yeah if tony's able to partner with the flyers so they understand how it should look how it should feel and i'm able to fly for a base person so yeah. they also understand how i'm control how it looks how it feels then um then that's like the best way to do it because then both parties are like oh wow i really really get it especially new people who are new to mm-hmm. lists and don't really understand that and then they can go and being like i know exactly what i'm looking for now oh yeah because it's one of those things so um like i said i have underclassmen upperclassmen for my high school kids and my underclassmen are always learning and so last semester when we were first starting out I had my seniors do a couple videos for my underclassmen because, so this school, they, a lot of my students, it's an international high school, so I have a mix of students that speak Spanish, French, holla holla, and like four more languages that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly fighting the language barrier. So, so far I've been like lucky, knock on wood, that I always have one student that is a flyer or a base that understands Spanish and or, you know, understands the major language of the class and can translate for me. But that was like definitely a barrier that I first went through is being like, you have to grab here or here and then translating that. Because again, and at first I didn't, I wasn't sure I was going to have a translator. I was like, yeah, get, scrapping the whole lesson plan. Yeah. And I don't think you're safe. It's just not something that I want to let happen. Absolutely. Um, so I definitely think it's something you have to take into account when you are discussing um, lifts and things like that. Yeah. La- yeah, I mean, that's basically it. But last thing I will say, just friendly reminder to all those being lifted, you're very close to another person. Take care of your body and all yeah. of its functions. Because I... what Last crazy story. Ballet... Part, ballet modern in college partnering one of the guys was not a fan of wearing underwear as he was partnering and lifting and again the girls are like flipping over shoulder are yeah. very close to him and they were literally and again gay guy ain't bothered by them not like but it was right. just, they were just doing like this is uncomfortable why do you not have on proper undergarments yeah you know or the constant again i work with middle schoolers too you have body hair you smell. Please don't smell as you're oh doing less. Oh my god, like, we're starting to deal with that too. Yep, it's one there. of those. So, like I said, it's just always a friendly reminder. I always throw in when you're partnering. Again, you're gonna be sweaty and you're gonna be close. Also, this kind of sucks. You kind of have to get used to having someone else's sweat on you. Yeah, it's and I know hearing it sounds gross and it always throws my dance. It's the first time it happens, but it's like. That's just the nature of partnering. Yeah. There, there's no way around that. People are going to sweat, especially when you add in stage lights and costumes. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things that happens. Learn to love it or get out the business. Like, there's no way to yeah. avoid it, really. No, it's true. Well, that being said, that moves us right along to one of my favorite segments called I'm Sorry. What did you just say? Uh, I feel like I have so many since I've had this <laughs> new teacher join me because the kids like ask her the craziest questions, but yeah. I can't. I need a minute to think. So you go. Um. So my personal favorite, I'm sorry, what moment would have to go to the resolution from last week's I'm sorry, what, where I had several students taken away from my class. Mm. And I, I just kind of like, oh, well, that sucks. I'm losing really talented dancers, but they're gone forever. Bye. And then I came into work today 
And my, I just, like, waved to my boss because she was, like, dealing with a bunch of other kids in another program or whatever. And she was like, no, wait, the arts matter because they were all athletes. So she, like, shoves all these athletes out of the way. And then she comes up. She goes, yeah, I don't know what happened last week. It's solved. Your kids will be back to you. If not today, tomorrow. But they'll be back. And I go, wait, what? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You good? Good. Cool. 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 That was it. Like, I was literally taken back because, like I said, I, for those of you that are not teaching in school systems, we don't win battles, arts teachers, a lot of times. No. A lot of times we just have to take it in stride that we are not going to win certain arguments. This was one of those where, like, I, like I said, I think I mentioned last week where I was like, is this a conversation that can be had or is this just like a no-go? And everyone told me it was a no-go. And then my principal stepped in and was like, nope, I don't know what that mess was. She straight up was like, I was not in the building. When I found out, I wasn't happy about it. It'll be resolved. And I was like, oh, well, great. Like, so. Amazing. We won. <laughs> we um, won today's battle. I think a pretty funny one was, you know, I have this new um, assistant teacher in my room. She's training with me this semester and learning the ropes, but she's not new to the industry. Like, she has an undergraduate degree. She has a master's in dance education from NYU. She's had her own dance company before. She's danced forever. She's choreographed. She's taught. Like, she's very, she knows what's up. And, um... One of my one of my kids and one of my class, one of my older kids, you know, he tries to be this like tough boy and like, <laughs> oh, mm, I know what I'm doing. So he got upset about something, and I don't even remember what it was at the end of last week. And he was trying to show her how tough he is, and he sat in the corner with his arms crossed, and she <sighs> was like, "You need to uncross your arms." And she was like telling him what to do, and I didn't see it was happening. And I called him up to come help me with something. I needed him his help, like grabbing a speaker, because he is like a bigger stronger kid and I didn't see him giving her a hard time in the back and didn't hear it happening and apparently when I called him over to the front of the room telling me something he turned to her and he was like exactly and like rolled his eyes and she called him out so fast and I was so like proud of her and I was like yeah girl like do your thing and he looked at her like he had seen a ghost like oh my god (laughs) this woman who's new who's met me for the first time yesterday just called me out and he got in so much trouble but I was sitting there like yeah girl like that's right she's like you know I'm a new teacher like I can't you know she's like I she's like I have kids She's Mm -hmm. like, I have my own children, and I've taught, and I have Mm -hmm. a bachelor's, a BFA, and a, you know, and a a master in dance education. She's like, I'm not taking this. And I was like, good for you. So it was just, like, interesting seeing how this kid tried to, like, walk all over her, and she's like, honey, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love a good reckoning. Actually, I'll fill you guys in on my my elementary school kids have a reckoning coming this Wednesday because they have been wiling out on the substitute that's been there for their main class. Yeah. And their teacher already sent me an email being like, oh, we need to have a conversation with them come Wednesday. And I was like, oh, I'm so ready for that conversation. So, yeah, I thoroughly appreciate it. Mm. Well, that being said, the episode, the curtain has closed on this episode, but we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. We want to say a special thank you to our listeners. Our numbers keep growing, and that's all thanks to you. Episodes come out every Tuesday. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and don't that's forget, it. Don't, <laughs> don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music are perfect places to do that. You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Point PYT. You can email us at PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Yon Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance.